0: and welcome back. My name is Liz King and I am the trainer and founder of Made For Me Fitness. I had a different episode planned for today, actually, but I decided against it. Just because of everything going on at the moment, it felt a bit wrong to address something else as if we weren't all dealing with this isolation. But these two steps are something that I want you guys to use throughout your life and not just in isolation. It will really help now more than ever, but it's something that I hope that you guys can really uh, adopt and use in other parts of your life later on when everything's sort of back to normal. Um, This is also my second podcast ever. So again, there's going to be a couple of bits that are a bit shaky, but again, just bear with me. I promise I'll only get better and we will jump into it after a, uh, a few quick things that I would like to address now. It's been a really weird time. This is something that we are dealing with, which which is something that we really never thought that we had to. And we are all sort of in this survival mode. And I just wanted to make a quick statement. And I do think that there are a lot of people that aren't really taking this seriously, but we need to just stop fucking judging people because we really don't know how this isolation Is affecting them. So this is really in regards to a couple of posts that I've seen of other people and just like Facebook statuses, Twitter statuses, things like that, of people just calling out others for getting gardening supplies, um, you know, which is labeled as non-essential at the store um, and or just going out unnecessarily just to sort of lay out in the grass or just things like that. So (laughs) I just wanted to say because there's a lot of reasons why people will do certain things. And as I said before, I do understand there's obviously like moms of people still trying to get together. I don't think that's really right, especially for everything that's happening. But to judge other people based on their survival tactics is a bit fucked up. And I would just really appreciate it if we could just keep everything to ourselves. I haven't been attacked, attacked personally, but I'm really just speaking for anybody out there that feels like this isolation is really, um, sort of weighing on them. They feel like they can't really do anything without being judged. Like I went out twice. I know I might get like arrested for this, but I went outside twice yesterday Guys, don't turn me in. Um, And once was to work out, and then the other one was to walk my dog. So yes, I went out twice. I didn't. I only had two forms of exercise, but technically, like my dog was getting her first first form of exercise. So that's sort of how I justified it. But like, I felt like I was being fucking judged. (laughs) Maybe it was me, really just judging myself. But either way, you don't really know what people are going through, and Maybe that person who is getting the that gardening, those gardening supplies at the store, maybe they're a recovering alcoholic and gardening is something that keeps them busy during the day. Or people need to go out once or twice for a walk because that's what helps them with their suicidal thoughts. Maybe somebody's outside laying in the grass because when they're inside, they're suffering from domestic abuse. We really, really do not know people's lives and we don't know how they are going to be able to survive this isolation. And I think that it just takes a bit of consideration from all of us to realize that other people are going to have to deal with this differently because there's a lot of shit that people deal with. And this isolation is going to bring out a lot of shit in everybody. So I understand we're really just looking out for our own safety. We really want to stop this virus and we have to work together. But working together doesn't mean working against each other. We have to find a way to manage everything. And that's all I wanted to say. We just need to stop judging people as much as we can. And if there is a problem, it will be dealt with by the authorities. So anyways, here we go. How to... Hack your isolation mentally and physically to keep moving towards your fitness goals and goals in life. Now, again, you can use these uh, these steps for any part of your life. And I really hope that everybody does take out their notes, write some things down and try to incorporate this into their daily life in isolation as well as outside of isolation. So there are loads of recommendations and tips out there right now, which have been a blessing, but This podcast is all about digging up that next level shit and keeping it real in the fitness industry where there's a lot of fake stuff being thrown in our face. Um, And I'm going to branch out from the fitness industry as well because I am going to be speaking a bit about social media, which sort of covers all all industries. So my number one hack, control what you consume. I'm going to say this again, control what you consume. We are spending almost triple the amount of time on social media now that we're home. We have been cut off from many other forms of social interactions, even with our family. So we are spending our time using social media to stay connected, which has been a really incredible tool for us as humans and not to mention, I believe, necessary for our Survival and mental health. Um, mental health uh, throughout this whole thing. So, with that comes a lot of other things, and if we are constantly on social media, that means that we are constantly being exposed to a fake reality. And there's nothing actually wrong with this. I love beautiful images on Instagram. I love funny videos on TikTok. That's what these platforms uh, are for, and I appreciate all types of content and how they serve people differently, but. When the content we're consuming is making you feel bad about yourself or causing you to compare yourself to others or really just not bringing any positive value to your life. That's when we need to take a step back and find out a way to control what we're consuming and really filter out the things that are going to hold us back versus the things that can actually motivate us and push us forward. There's a lot of things that we are exposed to on social media, and everything you see is slightly altering how you think and your perception on. Whatever. This is the point of pictures, paintings, any artwork. It's all about the manipulation of perception, which can be a really beautiful thing because it can really bring you out of a dark place, but it can also do the exact opposite. Now, I'm going to list off some examples of how it can be unproductive. And some of these examples may be obvious, some may be not so obvious, but I just want to make sure that everybody is aware of how everything that we see really affects us and how we really bring that into our own life. And I may trigger some people with this and I really do apologize, but I promised everyone I would keep it real in this podcast and that's what I'm going to do. So number one example, looking at people who, quote, have it all unquote. When everything looks perfect, if there's designer clothes, cool cars, lavish lifestyles, big mansion, probably a bit of cosmetic surgery to women and men, this is the Instagram highlight reel of unrealistic expectations. And let me tell you, these people, A, They are trying to sell you this lifestyle because they need something from you, i.e. they might be selling um, like trading secrets, things like that. I know we all sort of get these um, these messages from everyone saying, Oh, like I've made so much money doing this. I made so much money so fast doing this, 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 this. Um, some of those are a bit of a, um, some of them are all right, but some of them can be a bit of a scam. Um, but (laughs) usually if somebody's flashing all of those things, it's because they need something from you. They need your attention. They need you to desire their lifestyle. So, um, another one is they'll be promoting brands. That's how they get paid. They're an influencer. They want you to buy in to the lifestyle and they want you to think and imagine that you can have the same life as they do if you purchase the same products that they are promoting. So B, these people might be a celebrity so they were born into money or fame, they get paid very well for their skill as Um, for example acting or playing sports and again this is actually only some celebrities that will do this or feel the need to showcase this fabulous lifestyle so this brings me to number two following people with unrealistic body types as well as beauty standards so people who have had plastic surgery implants fillers and you can't always tell but just keep in mind that most celebrities and majority of influencers have had something done. And just for the record, I absolutely have nothing against this, nothing at all. But just for your sake, the more you expose yourself to this unrealistic body and beauty standard, the worse you will actually think of yourself. There's actually a science behind it and a study that has been done, which I will post to my blog later, where people were shown a picture of a really attractive person. Um, They were told to rate this person on a scale of one to 10, something like that. I can't quite remember, but they were told to rate this person and this person being very attractive, rated very high. There was another group then. So the other group was shown the same exact image, but this other group was shown a different picture before they viewed the, the second image of a celebrity, or I believe it was a model. So they were shown this picture of the model and then shown the picture of the attractive person. And the people in that group rated the attractive person significantly lower after seeing the model. So your brain is actually telling you That you are not as attractive after you've seen a picture or video or whatever of a model or a celebrity. So somebody with sort of an unrealistic beauty standard or somebody who is paid to look good and you in your brain actually think that you look worse when you don't. You're you're mind fucking yourselves, people. (laughs) Now, here's the third one. And this goes a little bit off the topic of fitness, but just bear with me because it does have a lot to play on how you think of yourself and it can actually hurt your progress in the long run. So the third one is actually following relationships that are not your own that seem perfect And again, we're brought into this sort of comparison where we see, um, a beautiful couple relaxing in the Maldives and the crystal blue water, and they're both like really in shape. And there's all these cute videos and cute pictures of couples traveling or doing this and that it sets up these unrealistic expectations of what your relationship should look like. So you'll see a picture of a couple in front of um, the Eiffel Tower in Paris and like like all these travel ones, they're like traveling and they're taking these beautiful pictures. And it's like, and then you turn to your partner and you're like, why the fuck don't you take me anywhere? (laughs) And don't lie. Like, I know that everyone's done it. And it's, it's hard because we're constantly shown all this shit all the time. And it makes us sort of question our reality and we're like oh well like these people are getting it why aren't I getting it and let me say it again these people are paid these people are paid to do this this is what they do because they want you to want what they have they're getting paid to do this and you just have to understand that with everything so you have to really understand that like your relationship like is your own fucking thing And to compare yourself, like you're still comparing yourself to other relationships and it makes you question your self-worth, which it should not. But if it does, don't fucking look at it. Don't look. My boyfriend and I have fought a lot of odds to be together and have worked really hard to learn how to support each other in the ways that we needed And most couples will actually tell you the same thing. So (laughs) basing your relationship off of what you see on social media or comparing it to somebody else on the internet is really only hurting you and your partner. And the same goes for people not in relationships who see those happy couples and gorgeous people and they look at themselves and they're like, why can't I be like that? Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And you look for all the things that they have that you don't. And you feel worse about yourself, and it's for no fucking reason. And if what you're consuming makes you feel like shit, don't look. And I'm going to tell you how. Now, here is the really cool thing. And I don't want people to fear this. And I think that everyone should utilize it and embrace it. So bear with me when I explain this to you, um, because... Every platform tracks your activity and how you use it. Every platform is gathering information about what you consume, what you like, what you engage with, even for how long you look at something for. Your technology knows everything about you for a few simple reasons. So one is to be able to show you more of those things that you like and engage and interact with, which isn't a bad thing. So don't freak out. And for two, it's to advertise to you based on the things that you like and engage with, which, again, isn't a bad thing. I'm sorry. I would rather be see advertisements of things that I might actually be interested in. So if it's um, a new yoga mat or something like that, I would much rather see that because I'd be interested in it versus an advertisement for a lawnmower because I'm not interested in mowing the lawn. I don't need to mow the lawn. (laughs) So you see what I mean? It's all gathering this information just so that it can show you more things that you like and engage with. So I've had a lot of insight on this topic and how it all sort of works. So I'm going to explain the back end to you guys. And I'm going to give you an example. And I'm just going to use Instagram. But this actually goes for all platforms, including regular web browsing. So whatever you type into Google and yes, everything that you actually say and do around your phone that as well, but I'm gonna use Instagram. (laughs) So you're on Instagram and you see a picture of a pair of shoes that catch your eye. So you click on it to get a closer look without even liking it, commenting, engaging with it at all, spending over five seconds just looking at this image will register to Instagram that this is something that you want to see more of and something that you may consider buying. Now, Instagram will do its thing, and the next time you go to the Discover page or see an ad pretty much across the board on Facebook, wherever, similar posts about these shoes or ads about these shoes or other similar shoes will start appearing. And I know that, like I said, I know that we all know that Facebook and Instagram and our phones basically listen to our conversations, but. It's all for advertising purposes so don't get paranoid because there's really no one on the other side listening to your shit and trying to like track you down. It's really just a system that allows these tools to show you more things that you actually like and products that you might buy which again nothing wrong with people <laughs> but that's sort of why you'll be sort of you you'll be talking about something and you'll see an ad for it or you'll get in a fight with your partner and then all of a sudden these like Amazon self-help books will show up like you're the crazy one, like, which is bullshit, but (laughs) but that shit really does happen. It does happen. So we really just need to find a way to utilize it and use it to help us grow and force Instagram to show us valuable things. Now, an even cooler part of this, You can train your social media to show you things that bring value to your life. You can teach it to show you things that bring value to your life versus things that don't, that make you feel bad about yourself. I've spent a really small, small amount of time just opening liking content that only serves me in a positive way. So I'll click on healthy recipes, fun workouts, just informational posts. Like I really like horses. So I'll have horses and dogs show up and like random things like videos of cute ducks, which sounds stupid, but I'm fucking here for it. I'm here for the fucking cute ducks because that's not going to make me feel like shit about myself. I'm gonna see it and enjoy it. It's gonna be a part of my unwinding and I'm gonna move on. I'm consuming a couple of (laughs) Doug videos and other things that are valuable to me versus an influencer. That's gonna make me feel bad about myself in every way. And that is a positive thing, people. And again, nothing against influencers because posting is their job. I cannot stress this enough. Being perfect to promote a product is their job and they do it really well. They're not trying to make you feel bad. If seeing them makes you feel bad, stop looking. Their job is to create that picture. Like they wake up in the morning and their entire day, their entire week is around creating that picture so that they can um, sell you this product that they're promoting and get paid for it and that's their job, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, They're not trying to make you feel bad at all, but sometimes we get to a point where it just makes us feel like crap, and that's when we should just sort of look away. And Instagram will cater to that. So click on the healthy meals with loads of veggies and good feuds instead of the gooey chocolate chip cookie recipe because guaranteed, if you click on those cookies, you're going to be seeing a lot of cookies in your near future. And if you're trying to stick to your meal plan, but you're seeing pictures of cookies every time you open your phone, good fucking luck to you. Good luck because that just makes it hard and you're making it harder for yourself. You're making it hard for you to love yourself as you are. You're making it hard for you to stick to your workouts. You're making it harder for yourself to eat right. We're doing this to ourselves. These tools are just trying to show us things that we like and it thinks that the things that we click on are things that we like It's a hundred percent your choice And I am all about social media detoxes once in a while But you really won't need as many if you aren't creating this world of constant reminders That your hair could be longer your clothes could be better You could be happier with this product or you need to be in a relationship Oh, you need you don't need to be in a relationship all this shit create and control what you consume And get out of the cycle that's holding you back. It's your choice what you see just as much as it is your choice to think how you think. Which is going to lead me into our next segment. Here we go. Hack number two. Because there's only two. (laughs) Hack number two. Control your mindset. What you think in your head becomes your reality. I'm going to say this again. What you think in your head becomes your reality. If you listen to episode one, you'll know that I have always been a big negative self-talker and a big overthinker. My negative thoughts have crippled me my entire life and caused me a lot of pain internally, externally, and caused me to make a lot of choices in my life and have relationships and friendships that really didn't, benefit anyone. And the only reason why these things lasted was because I was constantly struggling to feel valued as a person. And it was so much easier to convince other people that I was valuable than it was to convince myself. And I know we can all look back and say everything happens for a reason. But let me tell you, the only thing I can really think that I've learned from all of this experience was that I've wasted a lot of time and energy on being sad. I wasted so much time and so much energy convincing other people that I was valuable because my thoughts were so bad. My thoughts, what I thought in my head was so bad and so intrusive that the only way I could ever hear anything Good about myself was when it came from someone else. That was the only time. What you tell yourself, what you think to yourself, about yourself, about your friends, about your partner, controls your life. An example of how it affects you on a sort of external level. So this is just a random, like I said, a random example, but it's just something that I feel like we can all, sort of relate to cuz we've said it or we've all heard somebody that says said it at some point in our life. So, when a woman says all men are shit. All men are shit. We've all heard it. We've even said it. I've definitely said it once in a while out of frustration. But the woman that says it constantly, men are shit, men are pigs, they all lie, they all cheat, this and that, they have that mentality. And they create that reality. And guess what? They're going to attract that type of man. This goes for any partner. So for when men say, oh, she's psycho. All girls are psycho. All girls are crazy. Let me tell you, (laughs) we might be. But by you saying that, you're going to get the craziest one. I can guarantee it. So your thoughts control your life and every aspect and especially with fitness. So here's where it relates really heavily with fitness, because there's so much negative talk around your workouts, around your eating habits. If you miss a workout, you say, oh, I'm unmotivated or I'm just lazy. Or if you fall off the rails with what you're eating, with your meal plans, you say, oh, I have no self-control. Just stop. The more you tell yourself those things, the more you will struggle to break out of it. And a really helpful trick, and I've said this to all of my clients, stop the negative thought and think of something that you want. So some people will say, um, you know, switch it for something that you're grateful for, but I'm a really goal-oriented person and I need like a very definitive goal to actually stick with a thought um, and have it be something that excites me. So think of something that you want instead of what you don't want. So instead of, oh, I don't want to fall off the plan, you know, I don't wanna screw this up, I I don't wanna fail it again, you need to stop yourself right there literally in your head just say stop and then think about what you do want so think about you want to get a workout in every day and then I want you to tell yourself why you want to get this workout in every day because you know it will help clear your head at the end of the day and it will give you a little bit of energy for the next day and you're excited to get stronger and you're really looking forward to feeling confident So always tell yourself why. This is also something that my boyfriend does, which I think I mentioned it in episode one. Maybe I didn't, but he always asks me why. As humans, we put a filter on shit that we don't want to deal with or think about. I would come to him with a problem or I was feeling upset about something and he would listen very politely and then he would always ask why I felt like that. And of course, the first answer I would say is something like, oh, will it upset me? Will it piss me off? And then he asks again, why? And at first, this would always make me so fucking annoyed, to be honest. I was so annoying. But he kept asking. And after a while, once I've sort of broke down the filters and actually thought about why I was feeling this, the reason as to why I felt upset, and it would be this underlying like insecurity I had or something from childhood. Like I never dealt with like something crazy that it could be anything. It just, it always uncovered this crazy shit that I was filtering and sort of taking out on this small argument or indiscrepancy that I was having. And I was just like, Oh, well, I'm upset, but ask yourself why. And so I got in the habit of doing this to myself. And I also do it to some of my clients, which I know they all love and hate me for. So ask yourself why for everything that you do, like really question everything you do. You'll be amazed, amazed at the stuff that you uncover if you let yourself actually get to the bottom of it. And you're being honest when you're being honest with yourself, that's when you're really going to allow yourself to move forward and into a better mindset. So even when you're thinking these bad thoughts, like why? ask yourself why you're thinking that and get to the bottom. And then I want you to be really specific and ask yourself why you want to get to the top, why you wanna have a better life, why you wanna be fit, why you wanna be healthy, why you wanna be faster, better, stronger, all that. Be specific about your goals so that the positive thoughts and your goals and aspirations are much louder than the other garbage you tell yourself. The negative stuff is always so clear to us. Our body sucks because of this. I hate my legs. I hate my stomach when it rolls up like this. My arms, they jiggle when I do this. It's always very specific. Like we're always really aware of it because it's something that we tell ourselves all the time. But when it's the opposite and you look at your goal specifically, so what is your goal? Oh, I want to lose weight. Okay, but, but, but what does that mean? Oh, well, like, I want to, I want to tone up. Like, I want to, I want to look better. I want to lose weight. Okay. But like, what does that feel like? Okay. Why do you want to lose weight? Oh, cause, cause of of this, this, this. Yeah. But why, (laughs) why do you need to feel these ways? Like really dig and make your goal so specific and focus on those positive thoughts so that they drown out everything else. You have to make them so loud that those negative thoughts don't even stand a fucking chance. So what does fit mean to you? Why? Why do you need to be fit? I mean, we all do in a way, but really, really be clear to yourself and be like, because I want to take my fucking confidence back. I want to feel empowered as as a woman. I want to be able to do a pull-up. I want to be able to do a push-up because my older brothers used to pick on me because I never could. It could be anything like that, really, really think about what you want and think about why, why and make your goals scream louder than what's holding you back. I feel like I got really fired up this episode and I hope that you all can understand my passion and really grasp how important these things are because this will literally change your life and it's not just isolation. I want you to start it as soon as you can, but I want you to carry on doing this for the rest of your life because it will really, really change your perception and you can control everything that you're thinking and everything that you're feeling and you need it to be a positive thing in order for more positive things to come to you. And I'm a really big believer in that. And I have to work on it every day. It's not easy. There's at least five times a day where I'm stopping my thoughts In its tracks, and I have to think about something positive, my goal, what I want in life. But I've gotten really specific about it, and I'm able to switch it and turn for those things. And I've gotten so much more like productive, which makes me feel better. I've been able to give myself like more time just to myself, which makes me feel better. There's so many good and positive things that will come to you. And it that is whatever it means to you, like if being productive isn't anything that's on your radar, that's fine. Like figure out what is important to you and try to work towards that with controlling what you're consuming and also controlling your thoughts because they both are so, so vital to how we're going to survive this isolation and how we're all going to survive in life and how we're going to get to our goals and really enjoy getting there. That's like the biggest thing. Like, I really don't like calling it like a fitness journey. Like, I want to call it like your fitness experience because it's not just like a journey that you're following. Like, this is something that you have to create. And if you want to move forward in a positive way, there's going to be some of these things that you're going to have to change. And if not, that's great. But if you do, join the club (laughs) because uh, I do it. I have so many clients that that are the same way. And it's, it's just about really finding this level that you're... You're able to at least correct yourself when you, when you notice what's going on, but just to keep moving forward and just keep pushing that positivity to yourself and it will do wonders for you. And I just wanted to say before I wrapped up, I got some really amazing feedback from last week's episode and I had a lot of people, um, clients and non-clients actually come forward And I had a lot of like me too moments from what I was speaking about. So a lot of people that felt like they're fighting their bodies and in this cycle and it like it literally brought me to tears and they were explaining to me how much just that episode shed so much light on how they were actually feeling and they were actually able to dig deeper and ask themselves why and sort of they were able to start this like second wave of healing, like the second wave of their life of being able to get to a good mental, mental space with either fitness or just in life. And I just wanted to thank everybody so, so much for listening. And I know my voice is shaky, but I, I, I promise I'm not crying <laughs> I promise I'm not crying. It's just at the end of the episode. and I've been talking for a really long time, but I'm going to end it there. Thank you so, so much to anybody who's listening. Please, I love the feedback. Feel free to DM me about anything, any other questions. Um, But yeah, that wraps up episode two. I hope you all enjoyed it. And I will be with you next week for episode three. Thank you so much. Bye. Mm -hmm.